You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. The WordBros.com. Welcome to another edition of Word Bros. I'm Kevin Cuff. And Bob Francis yawning. No, I was just yawning. It's late. It's late, and I'm it old and tired. But yes, no. It's, uh, it's thanks, Kevin. That's Bob's bedtime. It's getting there. Mm-hmm. It's nine forty-eight Eastern Standard Time. Normally, I'm in bed uh, reading a nice book and getting ready for sleepy. But we have a very uh, wonderful podcast to do today, Kevin. Kevin, you got some good guests, bro. Some superstars, if you will. I mean, we just we just asked Rafer and. Mike Norton, if they want to be on here, Rafer Roberts and Mike Norton are here to talk about their fantastic new book called The Rock Gods of Jackson Tennessee. Yeah, they've worked on a lot of stuff together, man. They did Grumble back in the day. They did, um, uh, what's the one book for Valiant that they did? Uh, Archer and Armstrong. Archer and Armstrong. They they are a uh, a dynamic duo of comics and the hits just keep on coming, baby, with The Rock Gods of Jackson Tennessee coming out from Dark Horse in June. It's an all-ages OGN that we're going to talk about. We'll get there eventually, uh, but the interview's a lot of fun. We really enjoy talking to those dudes, and uh, we're honored to have them on. So without any further ado, let's talk to the them boys. robot voice so it's official we're recording hello gentlemen how are you today we're good i'm awake i'm glad to hear it that's very nice i mean it is 8 50 you should be going to bed relatively soon right i'm going to me too i'm tired mike norton i'm exhausted i go to sleep real early (laughs) <laughs> now, all right, let's compare notes here, Mike Norton. How early do you go to bed on a normal night? Uh, 10 o'clock. Okay, that's the, that's about the same time I turn in, like 9, 45, 10 o'clock. I'm tired. I can't do it anymore. Uh, I don't know what happened. Yeah. I used to, I used to watch, I used to sit in bed and watch TikToks like a, a 16-year-old girl, but I, uh, I, I stopped I, I had nothing to do with them being like uh, Chinese spyware, but I I just uh, decided to stop. Now, what so was I, your what was your TikTok algorithm like? What videos did you get a lot of? It's all it's all uh, it's all cute animals and guitar instruction videos. Okay, that's cool. Okay, all right. I could have called that one. All right, cute animals and guitar. That sounds yeah. about right for you, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really pegged me early on. So <laughs> it's like I've only looked at this like three times. How does it have everything? I, that's the I thing. feel like I that's the spyware. That's the yeah, thing. yeah. about you. It's the spy. Like that's the, I looked at TikTok like one time, and they they got me. It's like all stand up comedy and weird food recipes, and that's all I get now. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was all gonna be like. Uh, uh, like girls in their bikinis trying to get you to go to their OnlyFans site or something like that. But, <laughs> but you got no, it was all puppies. puppies and guitars. Yeah, yeah. And like it, all right, all right. And it it totally works on me too because I'll see a cute puppy video and I'll send it to my wife and go, "Oh, isn't this adorable?" And she's like, "What are you like, a eighty year old woman who just figured out how to use the internet?" I said, "Yeah, kinda." Oh, I I did it. To, I do it. To my wife, to my entire studio, I send them all kinds of stuff. Mike Norton, I, we, we I have a thing about uh, really like the really like malformed uh, puppies and kittens. I I will send them to my studio mates and say, "Hey, look at this ugly cat," and they all hate it and tell me to stop. So I send them more. <laughs> Now, I got on is... TikTok. I watched the panda fall down the stairs, and then a robot stole my identity. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that sounds about right, right? Like it's and it works. Uh, now, uh, Rafer, do you are you on the TikTok? Or are you seeing like your that's not your thing? 
No, I'm I'm on the Instagram. Okay. And uh, Twitter. Um, you're lucky I can take a picture of myself. I'm not going to take videos of myself doing weird dances. Um, he likes to. It would be entertaining. He likes, he likes to take ayahuasca and go down by the docks and fight garbage cans. <laughs> yeah. That's his. That's his. That's his TikTok. <laughs> I TikTok in the wild, man. Yeah. <laughs> the world's my TikTok. Me fighting. It's like to scream at the bay. <laughs> Me yelling at the Chesapeake Bay. That's what I want to do. Just, I just chuck the crabs back in. See if yeah. I can. You want some of this? Go back to where you came. <laughs> it matters to the, to the crabs that I'm able to throw back. It's like that yeah. parable, the starfish, <laughs> the crabs. The crabs fight back. It's is that a Baltimore parable? Is that is that what you're saying? It's a Baltimore crab parable. I don't know, man. It is very. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking. I make this is this is how we come up with comics. By the way, I mean it's pretty this awesome. Our entire creative process. Well, at least you're not the only one, though. Kevin and I are very similar. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know, man. Like a fucking robot. All right, cool. What else? And it's like you just kind of go from there, you know? <laughs> yes. But, because you have to. You're the first audience. You have to enjoy it. Because if you yeah. weren't enjoying it, then what's the point? Well, that's uh, true. When I when I write for Mike, I don't really care about the audience i'm sorry all the, all the readers uh all i care is entertaining mike because if yeah. you do that script then no one else is ever going to no 100 percent, right like you have to yeah. you have to write for somebody you're writing for your audience and mike is your first reader right <laughs> and what a reader. i'm just laughing because i'm i'm I, he said he writes for me and i was like yes i also write for me <laughs> i i am like the most selfish creator i know i was like i don't care if anybody looks at it i just want to be able to laugh while i'm drawing it and yeah that's most of the stuff that not, not most of it all the stuff that me and rafer do yeah. i end up laughing while i draw it so well, mission mean, accomplished it's Good. clearly I'm working when I, i'm i'm writing it Half the time, like, I, I can't wait to see what Mike does with this. Or, <laughs> you throw word laughing. <laughs> I'm very sorry I'm making him draw this. <laughs> I think every writer's I, been there, though. I'm very sorry that you have to draw this. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're doing your job right, then you do that. I mean, honestly, I, I can, I've complained to Ray for a couple of times, and I think he thinks I'm serious when I do it. <laughs> But I'll, but I will send an email or a text that says, "Oh, come on, man! <laughs> come on, man! You do that." And what do I see you posting on Instagram? It's like this tiny little panels are way more detailed than anything I ever. Oh, I'm I'm what the worst that? writer for myself. Yeah. You're you're never gonna be as bad as me because <laughs> I'll find a way to cheat doing something with somebody else's script with me it's like i can't cheat myself i know you know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he I, what's more important is that uh when you get a script from somebody that they i, I don't i don't like the word challenge very much i don't know why it's not a bad word but it i i i i want something that's going to make me do something i haven't done before Makes sense. even if i even if i complain about it <laughs> i mean that's a really good attitude to have about it because i can say as as writers who are working right now we're working with kelly williams who i absolutely love but like yeah, yeah. we're working with kelly and i'll write things for him and part of me is like oh I, I don't know him that well like we just started doing the process like i don't want him to think i'm a hack or uh, you know or, or just whatever so i get in my own head about it and i get real nervous about it but you guys have been working together for so long you probably have like a cool shorthand with each other right um i still think yeah. i'm a hack <laughs> so, so that yeah, feeling, I mean, that yeah. feeling never stops then rafer you're all we're always gonna feel that way about ourselves i mean if you're like him yeah because he's got <laughs> 
he's got self-esteem issues yeah i don't i don't know there's I, I think we've been working long enough when i when i write a page i can pretty much already picture how mike is gonna draw it okay to a sense i mean he, he always draws it better than i picture it but I, it, it's like i never really think that i'm asking for anything that's beyond what mike can do and there really isn't anything that mike can't draw so <laughs> it gets harder and harder for me to try yeah. to stop him that's every time that's I pretty to, true i just do a hundred <laughs> this time to try to just fucking wear you down <laughs> Uh, Rafer is uh, he, you're so you're, you're so uh, you're so uh, what's the little donkey from uh, from uh, Eeyore? You're Eeyore. Eeyore. Mm-hmm. People used to say that about me. Don't be an Eeyore. You're real good. <laughs> oh no, I I enjoy. I I like my writing. I I think I'm a good writer. Uh, <laughs> but when I'm uh, crazy now. <laughs> so wait, wait a minute! You can't build up this and knock him down, Mike. What are you doing here, Mike? You're really uh, good. I mean, you're not that good, but you're okay, right? He, you know, like what are we doing? Good cop, bad cop. Yeah. Here's the secret. Here's the secret am... to being a good writer: is to work with good artists. Yes. Cover up all your There's, mistakes. Yes. Yeah, one hundred percent. Kevin and I subscribe to that. Yes. One hundred percent. Like, le- yep. I'm just gonna get out of your way and let you do all the hard stuff. Yeah. I mean, well, a good writer makes drawing easy. Well, listen it's to true. That. Listen to that. Um, if you if you don't have to think, drawing is way more fun. Now, how can how can how can an, a writer do that for an artist? When you say they make you so you don't have to think, what's something? How can they do that, Mike? That's you know that's a real good question. I'm really good. I'm may, really good at podcasting, by the way. <laughs> that, that may be the thing I don't know about it because I mean I I've written stuff, but I I wouldn't say that I'm a writer. I wouldn't say that I'm good at it, and I I I often say that I'm kind of emotionally immature when it comes to writing. I I I can't. Uh, I can't look at something and separate myself from it. It's very hard to, and I, 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 so it's hard for me to say what that is. I mean, I've worked with people that are very like, um, the, the one thing they all have in in common and Rafer definitely fits in this is that they have a, 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 a way of formatting that feels like, it's like if I didn't know any better, I'd think that these people had made a movie before or something. They know how something is gonna be displayed, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you, you you sometimes you'll get like a first time writer or somebody that comes from like uh, novels or or ironically from the movie business or something, and they write something that's extra dense and has multiple actions happening in one panel and things like that they they haven't really they don't think in the language of comics which all the good writers that write comics do and they i mean from you know brian vaughn to uh you know gail simone to you know tim seeley and 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 rafer uh they all think about you know oh you know how how clearly can I tell this on a page? Is it going to need a lot of panels? Let's make it as little as we can. We want this to be cinematic. We're thinking about what's on the next page. You know, that kind of, that's the thinking part of it. That's what I mean. Um, okay. I'm working on a project now that's not for comics. And I got a script and it's just a big, long story of, and they said it's thirty pages. It's like how? How do you know? There's no, there's no page breaks down oh. here. I, I, I'm like, okay, it's a paragraph. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I've I've worked Marvel style before, but that that usually comes down to like you get a script and it's like a page says this happens, and and that's fine. I can break that down. But when you get like a, like a whole thing, 
that it was like, well, I guess I got to go in here and write brackets around what it is that happens on a, you know, um, yeah, there's, it, it, it really does uh, separate the, uh, the good ones from the ones that are finding their way, so to speak. Now, now, Rayford, do you think you're being an artist because you've also worked in the medium kind of kind of helps you dictate to Mike a little bit better? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah listening to Mike talk about it, it's interesting because like I'm seeing it on the other side of the window, <clears throat> whereas I see my job as a writer and I've been told that I write like an artist. Um, I don't know if Mike's told me that. Mike's also told me the called me the weird most weirdly specific writer he's worked with i remember that one <laughs> um i don't remember saying that but i'm pretty sure i did yeah um i don't know i i look at it because it's production line in a way like my job is the writer is to do that kind of heavy lifting so that the artist doesn't have to do that like to get the artist's job is to draw and like if they not to figure out what the page is supposed to be broken up into yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, or what like i write action and emotion and then kind of just get out of the way um, makes sense uh because also like i write the kind of script that i would like to get like if on the rare occasions yeah. where I with other writers uh i don't want the writer telling me camera angles or just forcing me into certain panel configurations if something's like because half the time the writer doesn't know what the hell they're talking about half the time i just have an idea and and it doesn't always work uh that's why yeah going in and fixing the dialogue after the art comes in is for now, now can i tell you to if sometimes if i feel like when i first started out writing comics i felt like I had to kind of do, okay, the camera's here because I felt like if I wasn't, I was being lazy because I was worried that the, 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 the artist would be like, this fucking guy is just like, it's just uh, like an emotion. Steve is sad. And then he says this. And I felt like I was being lazy as a writer. So I can say when I first started, I felt like I was overcompensating with camera angles and stuff like that. And then once I got, more comfortable in the medium i was like i'm not doing this anymore because like you said ray for yeah. three three fourths of the time when i recommended like okay this is the shot i want the artist wouldn't do it because it didn't work you know what i'm saying so i felt like then i became more comfortable like a less is more approach mm-hmm. like like you said emotion and words and that's kind of it and let the chips fall where they may you know yeah, and they're like, hey, here's some random background details if you want to throw that. <laughs> uh, I mean, that stuff's helpful. I mean, yeah. I've always, I've prided myself on somebody that draws what the script says. So if I get a script that has all that stuff, and I'm like, I'll try and do it. I mean, I I go out of my way to try and do what the writer writes because See, I but the first that's... but the first thing you did before you went because it wouldn't work. It, well, that's because a lot of the time uh, there are some things like what you're talking about where uh, I've had scripts like where you're saying where somebody goes out of their way to because they see this matrix like scene in their head <laughs> and they describe it to you and it's like well damn it they went through all this trouble to try and describe this i'm gonna try and make it happen for them that's why you're so you're and, the nicest guy that's why you're just nice well i mean it, it is my job <laughs> but i mean there it is also i also love when the writer puts that note at the beginning of the script, it says, you know what? If you have a better idea, go for it. Because that means <laughs> yes. that's No, totally. Yes. 
Yeah, we do that, that at our, on our yes, side. That makes we sense. do that a lot. And again, there are times, like I said earlier in my career, where I felt like I was cheating. Like I was relying too much on the writer, on the artist, because I just wanted them to think and draw, like not have to think and just do it, you know? So there, is, I think there's a balance. There's a balance. It is a balance. And the balance changes. It changes where you're, where you're at, where you started, uh, your preference. I'm sure there are writers that are annoyed when they don't get a ton of details, you know, I'm, I, I mean, uh, Dave Gibbons must have liked working that way. <laughs> or he, wouldn't, <laughs> he wouldn't have gone out of his way to make that Watchmen, you know, or work with, you know, Alan Moore that much. He must have liked it. So uh, there are people that really get into it. Um, I think, I th actually, I think Chris Burnham appreciate. he's worked for Grant Morrison and he <laughs> writes scripts sort of like that. I think those are worse than Moore's. At least yeah, I, I think, <laughs> but I think he has a mind like that where he really gets into all the extra detail stuff that he can try and cram and fit into it and work with all these different kind of, uh, you know, layouts that also are, you know, in themselves telling a story that you may not pick up on on the first time. And um, I'm not saying that I'm lazy, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> so, uh, I like, I just want to tell a story, you know, and uh, um, that, that I'm, I'm simple like that, but well, you know, some people. Yeah, as a writer, every time I try to do something like that, by the time I get to the end of the comic, I've forgotten that I started to do it. <laughs> and then it doesn't make any, it's like, and that's usually when Mike will come back and like, what is this thing on like page 30? I'm like, oh, that's that thing I totally forgot about. Just, just cut it. Just, that's that's it the, didn't the go other anymore. story about the pirate. I was trying <laughs> to do a Grant Mar yeah. It's usually in the answer. Oh, I was trying to do a Grant Morrison thing. It didn't work. Sorry, <laughs> cut it. Well, clearly you guys enjoy working with each other because this is what your second or third book together that we're doing the rock gods of Jackson, Tennessee. This is coming out through dark horse. This book will be out soon enough, right? About in June. There you go. Mm. So clearly you guys enjoy each other's company and you enjoy each other's uh, collaborative process because. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, all come right, on. All right. Don't, all right. don't be mean, crazy. I was just being nice because he's here. <laughs> What's that, uh, Tenacious D? As long as there's a record record deal, we'll always be friends. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Rafer. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, when I, I tried to write this by myself, you know, and it was a different project. Interesting. And, okay. Uh, and and I was like, while I was working on it, I was like, I'm gonna tell Rafer about this because he, I. The thing that's missing from this is fun, because when I was doing it, it was kind of a serious Mike Norton trying to be poignant about his, you know, his upbringing in a small town in Tennessee. And I was like, I just don't have that in me. I draw comics about giant dogs. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I was like, well, who? And it, the, th the dumb thing was, Rafer and I had just done like four different pitches for four different, like drastically different projects. And I don't know why it didn't occur to me until much later in the process to ask him about it. And he immediately went off and started doing that. He always does that too. That's the cool thing about Rafer. It's like, you just give him like a, you give him a line. Like I was the what wouldn't it be funny if we did a story about uh uh, 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 uh the extreme home makeover except uh when they're done they leave a portal to hell in your basement <laughs> and, and he's like i'll be right back and he goes off and he writes something and you're like oh yeah that's what i was thinking you know that kind of thing so we work well that that way and that's a that's just kind of an important one if 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 that happens once that it's kind of like you know it, 
it's it's kind of like uh it's any kind of entertainment like singing or dancing or performing in some of it. so you get that bug if it goes well you know mm-hmm. and uh i i enjoy working with them so i'm gonna continue to do it you well, can't stop good. me yeah. no one wants to uh, that pitch is that uh, housewarming i have that pitch out somewhere else right now by the way oh really yeah, yeah I'm, so maybe maybe that's next we gotta do <laughs> okay. first but the, well uh, doesn't that sound cool everybody listening yeah. <laughs> we gotta do some more grumble but um yeah, yeah i've got I'm more grumble. With, like the moment um i don't know maybe i've told you this before it from uh the first archer and armstrong book we worked on it was you texted me something like asking me what somebody's license plate should be and it was like from Uh that moment it was like oh i like this guy (laughs) this is this is good it was because it made me it would show me the way you were thinking about the story in a way that was um similar train of thought to how i was doing it forced me to think about it a little bit different like yeah, I like this. This is going to work. I'm all about the jokes going on in the background. And yeah. that's what I add to stuff. So I also like the fact that you didn't go through the editor. You just texted me directly. That was much more. It takes too long. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> I've, got, I've been doing that. this too long now. I can't. I got no time for editors. That yeah, no, that would not have gotten passed on to me. That, that I never would have heard that. So but, so let's hear it. What is the rock gods of Jackson, Tennessee? Oh yeah, let's sell the book. Tell us what yeah. this what tell us what this book is about because I'm super excited about it. Uh this book is about uh Mike's childhood as uh filtered through my childhood, uh, which is remarkably similar. Uh it's about four nerdy kids who start a rock band in order to uh, become famous, impress girls, and uh, open for the uh, returning uh, rock and roll legend coming back to the city. But instead of uh, fame and fortune, they have to fight uh, rampaging mutant pigs that have escaped Ah! from uh, the local perfume factory. Okay. (laughs) I got to shorten that. I got to tighten that. Oh, that works. That works. Uh, I, I think it does good. work. Yeah, yeah. Good. it's funny though when because I think we all do that too. Like we'll just sit around and like I got to work on that because if I'm at a con and I tell that to somebody, they're just gonna walk away halfway yep, through it. Right. Somebody's like, already walked away on that. Yeah, I gotta you gotta get, get to, get to it faster. Real you quick, you'll never be you'll never be as bad as the one creator who I will not name who will tell you the entire he'll stand in front of you and tell you the entire story of his book that and they go what do you think and he's like i fell asleep like 30 minutes ago man. <laughs> what do you think <laughs> uh, like tells you it's not he forgot what an elevator pitch was he doesn't know the <laughs> meaning of the word it's really fucking he's just like let me ride. get my script and read it to you word for word I will the stairs instead. I I will be (laughs) the stairs. You go down down the stairs with a stair pitch. This this is the worst ride ever. (laughs) Okay, so so there's yeah. What's the elevator? It's uh, it's Stand by Me meets uh, From Dusk Till Dawn. Is that what we're going? That's a good one. That's a good one. (laughs) With a band. So there's so there's 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 mutant pigs. There's perfume factories. There's rock and roll. I mean, it, yeah. sound, it every, sounds like every comic needs a perfume factory, right? I mean, this is the first perfume factory book I've ever heard about. Uh, and you know a, what? It is uh, the first one I've heard of. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm a fan of the pug themed grocery store. That's what I thought was awesome. Oh, Pugly Wugly! I have to say, that's not my idea. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> the I. Well, I mean, Piggly Wiggly, cool. uh, the first grocery store in the country was created in Tennessee and they had plenty of them in Jackson where I grew up. Uh, but for some, it, it's weird. When we started this, I I was all for using the real names of stuff, but he, in the script, Rafer changed the name of my high school to Martin. I didn't know anything. Yeah. Oh, he, well, he changed the name of stuff and I was like, well, yeah, let's do that. So we can, we, it adds to the this is not a biography yeah. <laughs> you know so 
some things are real, some things are not. So we changed the Pugly Wuggly. Eric Powell, who does the goon, uh, gave me a T-shirt a long time ago that is it's pugly wuggly instead of piggly wiggly <laughs> and so i was like i'm just gonna use that so uh um yeah so marty works at the pugly wuggly and uh yeah that's fun right yeah i had to sneak a pug in there of course <laughs> i mean that's what your audience demands right like you got to get the pug in somewhere yeah i mean i do it whether i mean uh i just <laughs> not to get sidetracked i just did a, a shazam story and it, 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 it they asked me in the email hey do you want to do a shazam story with a, a, a french bulldog in it and i was like yes please let, no. me do your, <laughs> let me do your french bulldog story and uh they gave me the script and it was a it was a they changed the breed of the dog and i was like I was like, I don't want to be the guy that quits over the, the breed of dog changing. <laughs> That's awesome. So I just, I just, I just fit a pug in there in the background. So <laughs> it's what your audience demands, right? I, I demand it. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, I've won, but she, I'm going to sit here. The Chihuahua would rub me on my lap. So we have a pug <laughs> right. and a Chihuahua. He wants to be like where I'm at, and she doesn't care enough. That's what pugs do. We have a pug. We have a pug. There's no food. Which is fun. A pug, a pug beagle, which is super cute. Yeah, yeah. I always think of that movie. Uh, I love you, man. Whenever somebody has a, a a puggle, because he he has a puggle in that that movie named Anwar Sadat. Because <laughs> and he's like, why? And he's like, look at him. He looks like Anwar Sadat. <laughs> so all all puggles look like Anwar Sadat to me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, so this book is coming out. You said in what? Um, uh, June. 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 It's a big monster of a book. Okay, so it's so you're doing like this is the whole story, the whole kit and caboodle, one thing. Here it is. Yeah, done. it's a graphic novel. That's um, awesome. I think it's Rafer's first graphic novel. It's my first that I wrote all at once. Okay, uh, oh. like that. So, which is weird to think about with because I've written. I've written a lot of comics, most most that people haven't seen, uh, but this is my first real original graphic novel, and the process was great because I got to fix all my mistakes uh, <laughs> before they go out, because that's usually the problem with serialized comics is you yeah. get locked into something, and then down the road, you end up having to write around it mm -hmm. instead of actually proceeding. Yeah. Uh, forward as if you knew what you were doing the entire time <laughs> so now this is like you get to write the whole thing and uh once i got to the end and figured out like what other writers have talked about you get to the end of the book and you figure out what the book is about and then you go back to the beginning <laughs> and, right. and add all that stuff back in and then you remove the stuff that isn't about that so yeah. it really i i'll leave it to other people to say whether they think it's like uh good or bad but i honestly think it's probably the tightest book that we've worked on i got a real good compliment from a studio member the so far the only one that's read it by the way my lousy studio uh, <laughs> but he said he said maybe if you stop sending them gross cat videos though yeah that's true shit. i i did start that fight didn't i so i mean uh, they're now they're just doing it out of spite like he's gonna keep yeah 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 terrible like, cat not, videos yeah. fuck Screw him i'm books, not reading man. this book yeah uh he texted me and he's like you know what this 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 book reminds me of all of those movies that you watch in the studio <laughs> and i was like all right i'll take it now, that's what i want now what movies are you watching in the studio like tell us i watch a, a pretty much any b horror movie from the 80s okay i've try. i may have seen it i'm trying to watch all of them that's a lot of movies it is a lot of movies but it's not uh, i mean it is a it is a known amount it's possible so i will try and do it at some point now what's your favorite one if you oh don't tell me don't do that like do, that or how about your most watched what's your most watched um from the 80s oh, 
crap. I gotta have a favorite, uh, but I, I don't know what it is, man. Uh, I really love, I really love uh, a movie called Blood Rage. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's also called, uh, um, it's also called Slasher in some places. Okay. But it's a Thanksgiving theme movie. <laughs> takes place in florida and uh it's about these twin brothers that uh one commits a murder and then frames it on his other brother and he okay. spends, his, spends his life in a uh in a mental institution until he escapes no he doesn't escape he is let loose he's let free because he's saying he was never crazy and okay. uh he gets out and that's Spurs his brother to start killing again, and uh, the the tagline is "That's not cranberry sauce." <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page right here. Um, Clayton Dillard of of a magazine of some sort said four and a half stars out of five. So I, I mean, love it. It's not. I w- I can't say it's my favorite, but it's the thing that's popping into my head. Okay. So, I mean, there's so many of them. And how many Thanksgiving-themed movies are there? Just in can, general, let alone I can think films. of I can think of four, but Thank one you. of them is one of there's them like is three this, more than I can think of. Yeah, there's yeah. the th- <laughs> there's the Thanks Killing series. Which what? I've never even heard of that. Uh, don't I'm watch them; they're terrible. It's it's That's just a puppet a, turkey, it's a, right? It's, yeah, a, it's a turkey, turkey that goes around yeah. killing people. Okay, right, I, that's right. the one I was thinking of. Gobble, gobble, yeah, motherfucker. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what he says. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's one called there's one called uh, Home Sweet Home, and this it's not as good as as Blood Rage, but it's called Home Sweet Home, and the killer is uh, Jake Steinfeld, who is Hanley Steinfeld's uncle, and he was famous in the '80s for having a personal training business called body by jake you probably heard of oh yeah he had he had infomercials he had a he had a sitcom um but yeah he's this crazy uh angel dust addicted maniac who uh who uh uh terrorizes this family that's stuck on this ranch on thanksgiving interesting okay and there's a kid that goes around with a more rock and roll. He goes around dressed. He has a, a kiss face paint and a little portable amp and a guitar. And he's always playing his guitar and everybody hates him. And Jake Steinfeld uh, electrocutes him. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. But yes, watch that. Um, home Sweet Home 1981. There it is. Yeah. Now, are you more of a slasher horror guy? Like, is that your jam? Uh, I wouldn't say it's my jam, but I start, what it was is it's kind of like immersion therapy. I started this during the, right before the pandemic started. Okay. Because I used to be like roller coasters. I used to be terrified of horror movies. Okay. And I was like, well, now I'm almost 50. I'm going to go back and watch these. Uh, None of them are scary and they're incredibly uh, fun to watch. So it just started me down this road of self-destruction. So, so you weren't into horror movies as a kid? No, I hated them. Me too. I hated horror movies growing up. Yeah. Terrified of them. But I didn't realize how much they influenced me. And I mean, this book is, I mean, it's really, it's the, uh, it's a bunch of influences from when I was a kid that I didn't realize, you know, I've started, I've started playing guitar again. So all of these like, bands and music that i didn't think about since i was in high school i've been like really pouring over again you know all the the heavy metal stuff that other heavy metal kids would have made fun of me for liking when i was in high school uh-huh. i'm like I, i'm an adult i listen to what i want now you know <laughs> and, and then, uh, so, so you drug rafer into your like midlife crisis well, the thing, yeah <laughs> him kind of salvage everything <laughs> Rafer just, won't say this, but he was into cooler music than me. And uh, I was into weirder music than you. He was into weirder and therefore cooler. Because it's always the, the weird stuff is the cooler stuff. Now, when you're yeah, talking weird, cool. Rafer, what are you talking? Weird. 
What are you talking about weird? Let's hear what's weird, Rafer. What are you talking about? Uh, I mean, I got into like, I grew up in like big band, New Jersey. Uh, so that was like a weird, like Sinatra start. Okay. Evolved into like the Pink Floyd, um, the weird, like psychedelic rock into punk. Like I was into ween. Uh, <laughs> I loved ween. Hard. Yeah. Um, Faith No More. Like, but yeah. It's Mr. Like Bungle? The, the stuff that, yeah, like Butthole Surfers, the stuff that like nobody really likes, but it's they people love them. those bands. They it's just like people go like, "Oh yeah, I heard of them." A lot of those, <laughs> yeah. They just did. That's the funny thing is a lot of those bands are like well regarded now. At the time, they weren't necessarily even thought of. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm over here listening to Trickster and you know and Winger. <laughs> She's only seventeen. They're fucked. Putting up. together the uh, soundtrack, the for this having to put in a bunch of the 80s metal um that i hadn't really listened to that much before gave me a much more uh deeper appreciation uh so now i'm actually i've become a a judas priest fan Uh, me too oh my god that's so weird like how good is judas priest like i had no idea like they're fucking great yeah i was just listening like a few songs like but like listening over and over again, it's like, all right, the, this song, these are these are really good. Why wasn't I listening to it back in the day? Why weren't we listening all to the hair metal bands just looked like a joke? Yeah, <laughs> they were hair metal. How dare you? I know. How <laughs> dare you? I was like ten. They, they all they all looked the same. They, I mean, <laughs> they did. They did. Yeah, all. I mean, and they often got lumped in the time. same category, which is, yeah, you know, I mean. It's but weird. I mean, like, yeah, because they're like Judas Priest and Twisted Sister were always like right next to each other, but they're not, they're no. not the same. No, they're Judas not, Priest no. is a much better band. Like, yeah. dude, yes. some of those Judas Priest records, like Screaming for Vengeance and Turbo, and yeah. they're fucking really great albums. Wow. I've, I've, I myself have become a Judas Priest fan in my old age. And it's just like, I, I just listened to, like, what was I, what was I, I didn't listen to any of this growing up. Like, what was I thinking? It's great. <laughs> Yeah. You just can't listen to the ones with the guy that like took Rob Halford's place. Like, I, yeah, I nobody, good. no, nobody listens to them. They're not as good. But no. I mean, painkiller rules. Like, I even got my first Judas Priest T-shirt over Christmas. Like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm in. Like, I'm down. I love it. I've actually started appreciating uh, Dio a little bit more. Oh yeah, yes. the punk my friends. Crap. I was, like, yeah, no, is Ozzy Black Sabbath all the way? Dude, so I was going to say. Dio, hell no! But it's like now I like what a little shit I was, dude. Just open your mind. Child. I mean, Heaven and Hell is a fucking yeah. great record. Like no bullshit. Because again, I was always like, oh, it's Ozzy Sabbath and everything else sucks. And then I fell in this Dio hole and I started listening to uh, like Mob Rules. I was like, this is a great yeah. record. It's and a different been... band. It's yeah, a different yeah. band, but it's Don't so you... good though. Black Black Sabbath with Ozzy is black sabbath black sabbath with dio is a different band but yeah. it's i mean dio's the better singer honestly oh, oh, yeah. and yeah. dio's and in my opinion i think dio's a better songwriter yeah i mean <laughs> like what's ozzy doing like he's just a i mean his lyrics don't make sense yeah but they're awesome to listen to <laughs> oh totally and he knows much like a good comic writer, just to get out of the way. Like I'm just yeah, gonna say some does. nonsense and just does. there you go. I was, start. I was about some... to say I, yeah. I feel I feel for Ozzy. That's how I write. Just, like, <laughs> just whatever's going on. If uh, I'm out in the fields, these are these the fairies and gnomes are out wearing boots. I'm just <laughs> tripping balls. Oh, that's a song. <laughs> wow, we're all like. We're, I think we're all relatively around the same age. We're all relatively doing the same shit. Like, this is the most glasses and bearded podcast anyone's ever listened to, probably, sure, before sure. ever. I mean, what I mean, a show. This, I mean, really, this is going to be your comic. We, we really designed it for kids, but <laughs> it's going to be one of those Pixar situations where the parents won't get bored if they come in. That's awesome. Yeah, so, it's, and it's very metal. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely. 
it's very metal in a poser kind of way <laughs> i mean it's it, the love is there but also these kids are not cool they're i mean the, the main character doug doesn't even really know anything about music <laughs> he just he's doing so he, he's putting this band together because he wants people to pay attention to him and uh yeah doesn't know the first thing about music he reads comic books in his band class um, it just happens that he has the biggest basement that they can set up yeah the he has the band to play at his house he has a and basement and a mom that's not home at night so so there you go and, and the uncle the uncle who used to be in the guy's basement. yeah the uncle the uncle that's very that is that is key an uncle yes. in the business yes yeah and, yeah the, it's a uh it was a fun book to work on but it was also um it's a little scary going in because despite like it, it it is on the surface a straight up horror movie um there's mutant pigs and they, they tear the city apart and it's pretty much uh has all the same trappings of the old um 80s slasher monster movies but i didn't want to do it short and have these kids be uh just with these one note nothings especially since we were really basing them on our own childhood so yeah yeah, yeah. we were gonna like have to dig deep uh to something but also, I didn't want to get too heavy with it, so it was a, it's like this weird tightrope going through, and I think that was um, a lot of fun going back and forth with Mike, uh, figuring out who these kids were, and I don't know, I don't know where I was going with that. I had a point when I started this. It is, cool. I mean, it is really, it is really funny when you, when I sent you the picture of the kid that I based dug on and you said that's me yeah <laughs> and i was like that's weird how this kind of all kind of like the venn diagram is like has has over has overlapped like uh like a like a we're like quantum mechanics now it's just it's a black hole now it's just sucked in on itself yeah i was thinking earlier i can't remember which parts of the i've made up and what parts are real anymore yeah. <laughs> like what actually came from a story you told me and mm -hmm. what i made up that's it, good though <laughs> it sounds like it's a it sounds like a really great book there's a lot of heart but it's also very fun and personal uh i'm really looking forward to reading this it's coming out you said in june from dark horse comics the rock gods of Jackson, Tennessee. If you like perfume factories and mutant pigs and, and poser metal, then this is your book, right? But it's about you guys. Kind of. It is about, it is about good messages for kids. Yeah. <laughs> good morals. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, it's a, it's like a scary movie for kids, like monster squad without the, F word so much. All right. So much. I like so how much. You, you walked that Couple one times. back very quickly. I mean, so much. Well, no, it's not in there at all. But I, I, mean, I, yeah. I recently watched that movie and went, "Ooh!" Mm. I, I did that too, like about a year like, ago. Wow! I, was like, I didn't remember it being this bad. Yeah, it's like I don't remember this. Yeah, that's actually another fun thing. Uh, people who've read my comics in the past, uh, I tend to curse a lot in yeah. in my books. This one, nothing. No, yeah, wait, there's no cursing. I, so this is an all ages book. All it ages. Is. Like, nice. Yeah. Okay. In theory. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are people getting bit in half. So I mean, I, it's it's what would have passed as a kid's book when we were kids. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I say things like that to my wife because I have I have a son who's nine and a daughter who's twelve. Sure. And I love it. That, yeah, but but it's weird too because like as a kid, I remember growing up and watching Aliens and Predator and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, like, we're... but I don't think my kids could sit through Predator because of just the graphic, horrible well, violence. I mean, you know? Yeah, you're talking about an R-rated movie though. Go back and watch a PG-rated yeah, movie from yeah, the '80s, yeah. and you'll be astonished at what happens <laughs> in those movies. <laughs> when you watch a kids' movies, kids' movie from the '80s, I mean. Yeah. I don't think Time Bandits was for adults. 
That's, yeah, you're right. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'd say it's about as time bandits. Yeah, yeah, that we is watched, a scary movie. If you're a kid, we yeah. watched Beetlejuice with the family, and we forgot. Yeah. Did we forgot when he drops the f bomb, and then he's trying to marry a teenager? <laughs> like yeah. there's all this weird shit we had to explain. Like, yeah. well, you know, it's kind. It's it was a, the it was 80s. A, it was a different yeah. time, <laughs> you know. So, but that's awesome. All right. So this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited about it. You guys are clearly excited about it. It's going to be great. So awesome. We really appreciate you guys coming on and talking about this book. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Hey, thanks for having us. Of course, dude. This was really easy and fun. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's just old guys being old guys talking about the good old days. <laughs> I'm doing it 24 seven, man. <laughs> Imparting the wisdom upon the youths. <laughs> the youths. Just, they just got to hope they listen, right? All right, throw some mutant pigs in there. Get I mean, for attention. gets them every time. Yeah. Gets them every time. All right, gentlemen, thank you. All right. Yeah, no problem. Roberts and Mike Norton talking about their new book, The Rock Gods of Jackson, Tennessee, coming out in June from Dark Horse. It's an OGN. It's an all ages OGN. Looks like a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun talking to those dudes. It was super nice. What a what a podcast. What a podcast. I mean, I think we're semi professional at this point. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we know what we're doing, and they know what they're okay. doing, and the hits just keep on coming. We got a lot of great episodes of Word Bros coming up. We're gonna have, we're gonna talk to Jason McNamara again soon. We're gonna try to get Kyle Starks back on the podcast because Kyle's got more books than Carter's got liver pills, to quote my uh, grandma from way back in the day. And uh, yeah, we got a lot of great episodes coming up. And thank you again to uh, Rafer and Mike for talking to us. Yeah, and stick around. The episodes keep a coming. Stick around, dude. Stick around. Thank you guys so much. We'll talk to you soon. You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. The WordBros.com.